should. I can lean all the way back here. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, sound far away. <clears throat> yeah, you sound far away. Uh, yeah, we we hear you just uh, just sound far away. That's all.
Shalom to everyone and to everyone, shalom. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Men of Honor podcast. All right, we want to give praise, honor, and glory to Yah and the Hamashiach. And with this, and with us, is a group of brothers, a group of very good kids. Very good, Yah-fearing men. My brothers, please, 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 unmute yourselves and introduce yourselves. Shalom, shalom, everybody. This is Brother Smooth the Rude. I give all praise to Yahlahim and Son Yahweh by Yahweh for another great day to be able to meet and share things with y'all. Shalom, everybody. This is Rude Soldier here, and I'm grateful to see another Sabbath day. All praise to the Most High Yahweh, Elohim, and His Son, Yahweh Ben Yahweh. Shalom, y'all's Rude Boys. All praise to Yahuwah and Yahuwah Shaha Mashiach for bringing me together here with my brothers, and we're about to rock the show tonight. Enjoy All right, folks, so on this here podcast, let me explain a little bit of what this podcast is for you folks out there. <laughs> Take it away, rude boy. <laughs> Wait. You want me to tell them what it's about? Okay, so... Let me find the Men of Honor mission statement. He just threw me on the spot. All right. So the Men of Honor is a brotherhood of men understanding manhood through correction, masculinity, and upholding righteousness. Standing on the instructions and guidance given to us in Torah. We strive to become warriors, leaders, and teachers of the nation. We'll overcome tribulations, obstacles, and problems through strength, determination and willingness to overcome you are powerful you are great and most important of all you are kings kings alright so today's topic is authority comes with responsibility now that is a topic that definitely must be discussed among men because there are some men out there who wants to claim the title of authority, but don't want to handle what comes with it. When you are an authority figure, let's say like a, a father, a dad, a leader, a king, or whatever that holds that title of, you know, headmanship, you're not just a guy that says, I have power and I get to do as, as I wish. Because theoretically, you only have power just solely because people are submitting to your will and leadership. So your power only goes as far as whoever's willing to listen to you and do as you say. But as a leader, you have to take care. You have to provide. You have to protect. You're not just the, the head of everything and people come bowing at your feet. You got to earn that. You are a leader because you was this one person that decided to 
help consistently. You decided to donate consistently. You decided to hear people's problems and try to fix it to the best of your understanding. That is what a leadership, that is what a leader is, especially someone who's doing a leadership role. You're constantly hearing people and people donate towards you because they believe that you are wise enough and have enough understanding to take that headmanship and go forward with it. It's not just to have it as a badge. It's more of honor. It's more workmanship. It's really more of just detailed work. You really want to make sure that when you have this type of role going on, you are serving your people. A leader, a king, a dad, a father. You're still technically serving those around. You got to take care of your kids. You got to make sure your wife is around you when she needs you. You got to make sure that she's protected. And then when you have a group of people that's listening to you, that want to support you, that want to help you, you got to make sure that you are worth the, you are worth the help. So you really have to make sure that when you accept a leadership role, that you know what you're doing and that you're willing to help people. Don't be an asshole because that's not honorable. Eventually, it's going to come around and mess you up. Pay attention. King Saul, he fucked around and found out. <laughs> Anybody else want to go up? Y'all want me to go first or y'all want to go before me because I got scriptures to read? Okay, I'll go. Um, I would say uh, to all, all the, everyone out there, there's a famous quote that with great power comes great responsibility. And all my comic book fans, y'all know. That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> it's it, me, it really hits home because... You have to like like uh, Zakar said. You have to really appreciate. Like it's, I would really appreciate it more if I've earned that power, that that responsibility, because it's like you knew what you went through to get to it, um, and you can appreciate it. Um, there's there's uh, people in my life that told me an example of how one guy had got a trust fund of over what I think it was like maybe a mil and he was like 19 and he's like blowing it like so it's like no one struggle and actually appreciate appreciating that struggle you have more depth to yourself to where you can handle more responsibility um and that's what I would say um even if we look at scripture even Joseph he knew he was destined to be king he was destined for greatness, but he had to go through slavery in order to get through that. You know, it's in the same way. Like he didn't, he had to go through that. He had to go through Yah refining him. Um, and, and it's the same way with us. Like there's things in our life that if Yah didn't refine us, we would, we'd be immature. We wouldn't know how to handle things. We let it go to our heads. And I'm speaking me, for an example, um, there was times in my life where I end up getting more funds for me. And if I didn't have that foundation of 
okay, you you know how to balance a checkbook. You know how to spend money wisely. Take care of the priorities and stuff like that first, because that shows responsibility as well. That shows you being able to to do what you're supposed to do with the things that you have. Um, and that also shows you as a man, because a man is supposed to provide that that's just giving you just a little bit of a glimpse of having a father, being a father and, and having a wife and taking care of her. Sometimes just being by yourself and actually growing off of that will prepare you for that. Um, and, and also having the, the mentors and stuff like that as well. Um, but I would definitely say really sometimes we need to just go through hardships to appreciate what we have. Um, and I really think that's what life is all about learning lessons and applying because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we also have to have that legacy because we don't know who's watching us. So it's mindful to be responsible and what you do, how you say things, because somebody's always listening. Um, even now, it's just a group of us four. You know, somebody's listening. You know what I mean? So that's also a responsibility. Even though we have this platform, we still have to be mindful of our listeners. Not not necessarily to the point of giving them sweet nothings and preaching to them soft things, but actually telling them this hard-earned truth, that truth is raw and truth cuts deep. You know, it cuts deep and we have to really stand and be accountable as men, as men of Yah, to stand on his Torah, stand on his laws and actually teach those who who listen. You know, you never know. There was uh, there was a saying growing up, we entertain angels unaware. You know, that that hits because in your everyday life, you meet somebody new, you know, and what you say to them can impact them in the future. So definitely have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it. And then that's my take on that. Awesome. Very strong take. Obviously, being a man does come with responsibilities. You know, you just can't take on anything and then not have not have the responsibilities right behind it. Being a man is more than just being born with, you know, it's more than just being born for dick. Let's, let's just face it. There's labor that comes into it. There's responsibility that comes into it. There's discipline. There's honor. There's headmanship. There's leadership. There's a lot that comes in being born a man. And we, we have to carry so much to make sure that the groundwork is laid foundation is built so yeah it's it's a tough one but I will never change my body in my life to be something I'm not like I will be a hard working smart working y'all fearing man alright to all you guys out there that's trying to change the gender into a goddamn dog or whatever the hell you want to be nowadays you're lost me you lost yourself. All right, smooth the rule. What you got for us? 
Oh, I was uh, I forgot you was gonna read scriptures. I don't wanna be the one to follow that up. That's fine. <laughs> As we, I was say, ain't nothing better to say than that, so I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, no, no, no. I was I'm gonna go now. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was say, I was gonna follow you up with it because you know you doing scriptures. You know that's, that's the best word to you know give out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Lost my train of thought with that. Uh. I was basically going to basically piggyback off what everybody else has been saying that um, as men, especially men of Yah, we have a, you know, a duty to not mislead somebody that um, with the information that we share. You know, we got to make sure that we come correct. And if we are wrong, to apologize for, you know, make what we've done wrong right if we have misled somebody. Um, you know, make sure we're there to pick up not necessarily mistakes, but, you know, take care of the the small things and the big things in a righteous manner, you know, and not mislead anybody on any level, and also not be, I guess, not overly righteous, cause, but be, you know, seem as somebody that's overly righteous that feel like they have the truth when, you know, we still don't know nothing, because we still learning, you know, more and more information change, especially as most High reveals it, as these days, you know, starting to speed up faster, you know, you know, the end is coming to near. But um yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So guys, brothers who's listening in the background, I gathered some scriptures to share with you guys concerning responsibility of a man in different facets of life. And, you know, can't have authority without accepting responsibility that comes with it. So, for those who's following along, take notes. I'm going to kind of read a little bit fast. So, just write down. You don't have to turn those scripture pages and I just write it down and just keep it in mind as, you know, I'm saying these. Um, the first scripture is Bereshith or Genesis 2.15. And it states... And Yahuwah Elohim took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to guard it. So as you can see from this very first scripture I put, you're working as a man. You're working it and guarding it. Keyword, providing and protecting. For you Israelite men out there, men in general, trying to get past working, protecting, providing, Listen, from the very beginning, that's something we've been given by the Most High directly. You can't change it. It don't matter about how you feel about it, how you think about it, the modern way of doing things. Listen, it's your job to protect and provide. You know, you can't get past it. Sure, there may be certain instances where you may be injured and things of that nature. Obviously, common sense comes into play when those things happen. But generally speaking... From the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, he was working in it and he was guarding it. So keep that in mind. The second scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. It states, watch, stand fast in belief. Be men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. So as men, you have to be strong because you don't understand your authority 
comes with so much task that you have to handle. You have to be strong. You can't afford to be weak, especially in this walk, especially when you have people counting on you. You have to be strong. Sure, you're going to have weak moments. We're human. But you have to be strong and keep working through your weaknesses and try to make your weaknesses a strength. You can't just falter in certain areas. And the most important part of it is says, let all you do be done in love. Do it with love involved. You know what I mean? I'm not saying be all gushy and all that. I'm just saying do it with positive intent. Now, the next scripture after that is Timotheos Aleph or First Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And it states, trustworthy is the word. If a man longs for the position of an overseer, so pretty much a man who wants to be a leader of a group of people or congregation in this context, he desires a good work. An overseer then should be blameless. The husband of one wife, sober, sensible, orderly, kind to strangers, able to teach, not given to wine, no brawler, but gentle, not quarrelsome. Keyword, not quarrelsome. No lover of silver, pretty much materialistic, non-materialistic, one who rules his own house well. Keyword, rules his own house well. Have his, his children in subjection with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how should he look after the assembly of Elohim? So I'm going to be quick on this one because I know people might point out things of what I said. Okay, overseer, pretty much a person that's over a congregation of people. Sober, pretty much is common sense. Don't get drunk. Sensible, you know, be logical, orderly, do things in order, be kind, respectful of random people, able to teach, not giving a wine. Again, not drinking wine and alcohol all day, every day. Not a brawler, always wanting to fight. Be gentle, not quarrelsome, always arguing and debating with people. No love of silver. Um, obviously, don't be materialistic. One who rules his own house well, and the other one, husband or one wife, we'll touch on that in another um, thing we'll do down the line on polygyny and all that other stuff. But for now, I'm not even going to touch on it. The next scripture is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 through 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the entire matter, because this is what it all sums down to. It's more scriptures, but I'm just reading what I got here. Fear Elohim and guard his commands. For this applies to all mankind. For Elohim shall bring every work into right ruling, including all that is hidden, whether good or whether evil. This is self-explanatory. You have to keep the commandments. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You don't want to? Cool. What it says, he will bring every work into right ruling, including all that's hidden, whether good or evil. So keep that in mind, brothers. Uh, the next scripture, Deuteronomy 6, chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. And this is the command, the laws and right rulings which Yahuwah, your Elohim, has commanded, to teach you to do in the land where, which you are passing over to possess, so that you fear Yahuwah, your Elohim, to guard all his laws, all his laws, and his commands which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days be prolonged. So your whole lineage of men 
it includes everybody, but specifically it's talking about men. Keep the commandments. Your son, your grandson, nobody gets a pass on this. Everybody has to keep it. Deuteronomy chapter... Uh, all right. Psalms chapter 111, verse 10. And it begins with the Hebrew uh, letter Resh. The fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of wisdom. Shin. All those doing them have a good understanding. Tav. His praise is standing forever. You want wisdom as a man, you have to fear the Most High. You fear the Most High, you start to get wisdom. How do you fear the Most High? Keeping His commandments. And the more wisdom you get, the better you are to do your job. Again, authority is wisdom. The more wisdom you have, you could get more authority. But again, with the more authority you get, the more responsibilities you're going to have. So keep that in mind. The next um, scripture, Psalms 147, verse 11. Yahuwah takes pleasure in those who fear him. Takes pleasure in those who fear him. And those who wait for his loving commitment. The next scripture. Now we're going to get into your authority as a husband over your wives. And the responsibility that comes with it when you have a wife or wives. Wives. First, it's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26. Wives, subject your hus yourselves to your own husband as to the master. The master is the Mashiach. Because the husband is the head of the wife, as also the Mashiach is head of the assembly, and he is savior of the body. Let's stop right there. Your husband is the Mashiach in your home. That's the authority your husband has. You can't flip it any other way. He's literally the embodiment of Mashiach in the home. That's why it says, submit yourself to your own husbands as to the master, which is the Mashiach. Now to continue, but that's the authority part the man got. Now we're going to talk about the responsibility. But as the assembly is subject to the Messiah, so also let the wives be to their own husbands in every respect. Again, about the authority part. Husbands, love your wives as Messiah also did love the assembly and gave himself for it. If you have a wife, you must be willing to die for your wife. If you're not trying to die for your wife and protect your wife, don't get married. Because you're not ready for the responsibility. That's the responsibility that comes with it. She's going to submit to you as if you're the Mashiach, but you got to do the things Mashiach do. In order to set it apart and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Teach your wife the scriptures. All right. The next um, scripture. Y'all can still hear me clearly, right? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Right. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 28 to 33. In this way, husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. Stop. Here's another responsibility. If you're a man, you love yourself, right? It says here to love your wife, your love your wife as you love your own body. You're not gonna mistreat yourself, right? Don't mistreat your wife. Common sense. Don't mistreat your wife. 
He who loves his wife loves himself. Why is saying that? Common sense. Woman came from man. One man. You love her, you're loving yourself. Because she came from you. So it's trying to put that parallel together so you can have that understanding. You, if you have a wife that you're married to and you mistreat her, you're mistreating yourself and you don't realize it. Because she's your help. So you have a big responsibility towards your wives if you're married. Now let me continue on with the scripture. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but feeds it and cherishes it. Cherishes it. The same way, all right, you feed yourself, right? You cherish yourself, right, as a man, right? That's the same thing you got to do towards your wife. Cherish your wife, feed your wife. Not just with just food, the spiritual food. Teach her. Don't be lazy. If you're going to take on the responsibility of wanting to be a husband, you have you have to take on the responsibility. If you want the authority of a husband, you got to take on the responsibility. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. So if you're one of them husbands that want to just not teach your wife and just want to lounge around, listen, then you don't deserve a wife, man. You got to put in the work to continue on because we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. This is talking about the Mashiach. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, meaning unity, akai in Hebrew. This secret is great, but keyword, this secret is great, but I speak concerning the Messiah and the assembly. However, you too, everyone, let each one love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she fears her husband. Keyword, she's fearing you. She's giving you what she's supposed to do. She's giving you the authority over her. The responsibility part, love her like you love yourself. The next scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 19. Wives, subject yourselves, yourselves to your own husbands as, as, a, as is proper in the master. Husbands, Love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. You got to understand, your wives bitter. is going to be emotional. Yeah, don't be bitter towards your wife. Your woman's going to be emotional. She might do certain things, this and that, but you have to be understanding that she's a woman. You can't be better towards her. Again, she's submitting to you. The least you can do is not be better towards her if certain things arrive. And when I mean certain things arrive, I mean stuff that's, you know, regular. You can't just be better and hold grudges towards your wife. That's not how this works. Because you got to apply that same logic. How would you feel the Mashiach was better towards you for little things you do as men? You wouldn't like that, would you? Especially if you serving him. So keep that in mind. The same way you would want the Mashiach to treat you is the same way you should be treating your wives. The next scripture, Matthew Yahoo or Matthew, chapter 20, verses 26 to 28. I got a few more scriptures. I'm going to be wrapping up. But it shall not be so among you. 
but whoever wishes to become great among you, let him be your servant. You want to be a great man? It starts by being a servant first. A lot of men may hear that, or some may hear that and get triggered. What do you mean be a servant? The same way the Mashiach was a servant to the people when he was on here. All the things he was doing, he didn't have to do those things. He did it anyway. Because that's what a part of being a great man is, being serviceable to other people. Because if you're only doing stuff for yourself, then what's great about that? Who doesn't do stuff for themselves? That's common sense. So in order to be great, you have to become like a servant. That's what makes you great. And to continue on with the scripture, and whoever wishes to be first among you, let him be your servant. Even as the son of Adam did not come to be served, this is speaking of the Mashiach, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is what great men do. You sacrifice. Because it's not all about you. And it would never be all about you. Even the Mashiach understand that. You're going to think you're greater than the Mashiach? Of course you're not. So if the Mashiach came to serve, if the Mashiach came to give his life for many and sacrifice, so do you, men of Israel and men around the world. Scripture, Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. And I hope you men who are listening are writing this down because it's going to be very important when you become a husband. All the previous things I was um, speaking on. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your word always be with favor, seasoned with salt, so that you know how you ought to answer each one. So this goes to apply to marriages. Fellas, there's going to be time when your woman come and say certain things towards you and this and that. You got to know how to answer properly because yes, be truthful and say things truth, but there's a way you have to answer towards the woman because again, they're softer. They're more emotional. So try to say things in a way where they understand and get your point. Don't argue. Don't debate, because that's the emotion. Don't do those. Talk it out. Keyword, talk it out. Conversate, conversations, communication. Talk properly. It's your wife. Keep that in mind. It's not a stranger in the street. Even a stranger in the street, you're going to show respectful. So how much um, respect should you show your own wife? The next scripture. First Peter's chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. For in this way, in former times, the set-apart women who trusted in Elohim also adorned themselves, being submissive or being subject to their own husbands. As Sarah, our foremother Sarah, obeyed Abraham, calling him master or done, in Hebrew, of whom you became children, doing good and not frightened, frightened by any fear. In the same way, Again, it gave the husband's authority. Now it's about to give you the responsibility that comes with it. In the same way, husbands live understandingly together, giving respect to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the favor of life so that your prayers are not hindered. 
fellas, if your woman is being submissive to you, she's calling you master. She's doing all the things she's supposed to be doing as a wife. Be understanding of her. Give her respect. Do not disrespect your wife, man. And it says she's the weaker vessel. Use common sense when you're dealing with your wife. Because your ears together in the favor of life. If you're mistreating your wife, your prayers will be hindered, brothers. Yes, you be dominant masculine in your marriage, that's cool. But do not be mistreating your woman, bro. Because guess what? You praying to the most high, he ain't listening. He gave you, he made sure. He gave you a wife of understanding who's submitting herself to you. So he, you think he's going to allow her to do that for you and you mistreat her? She's still a daughter of Zion, man. So you have to keep that in mind. All right? The next scripture, Deuteronomy. And this one is going to go into, now we pass the wife stage of having authority and responsibility with the wives as husbands. Now we're going to go to the fatherhood stage of this. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart, and you shall oppress them upon your children, and you shall speak of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, when you rise up. Fathers, this is your job. Your job is to teach your children the commandments and laws of the Most High. Not when you want to, but when Scripture says you should. When you sit in your house, when you sit in your house just being random around your children, you should be speaking about Scriptures with them. When you're walking, when you're walking with your children, mention Scriptures, throw out a verse at them. Let them ponder on something. When you lie down before you go to bed and when you wake up, Share scriptures with your children. Teach them. That's your responsibility as a father. Because you have the authority of a father. The next scripture, Proverbs 13, verse 24. Here's the authority part of a father. He who spares his rod hates his son. If you don't discipline your children, you hate them. Because if you love anybody, you're going to tell them the truth and you're going to discipline them and correct them because you want to see them do better. So for all the people out there that or fathers who say, I don't believe in discipline, then you hate your child. It's not saying you got to do physical discipline all the time or any of that, but you have to do some form of discipline for your child to get it, especially when it comes to scriptures. This is the authority part, but he who loves him seeks him with discipline. If you love your child, you're going to discipline your child because that's how you show you care. Next scripture, Deuteronomy 11, verse 19. And you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down, when you rise up. Oh, really? Two scriptures in Deuteronomy. Fathers, you can't avoid this. There's two different scriptures in Deuteronomy tell you it's your job to teach your children. The scriptures. Don't be lazy parents. Do your job. Because guess what? If the children are not living right according to the most high, who do you think the most high blame? You think you're going to blame the mother or you're going to blame the father? Keep that in mind, man. 
Next scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Now, here's the authority part, and that's going to go to the responsibility part of the father. Children, obey your parents and the master, for this is right. Children, obey their parents just like they will obey the Mashiach. It is no different. Respect your father and mother, which is the first command with promise, in order that it might be well with you and might, and you might live long on the earth. Children can't do nothing in this lifetime if they're disrespecting their parents. That's the authority. The most high gives you so much authority over your children, you don't even realize it. But here's the flip side. Now, here's the responsibility side of it. And you fathers, it specifically named you. Do not provoke your children, but bring them up in instruction and admonition of the master. Don't go around provoking your children. Don't go around enticing them. Don't go around being a bully over your own children, man. If you're going to be a father, be a proper father, a righteous father. Don't go around because there's a lot of parents that do certain things so they children. And then when the children want to run away because you're overbearing, you're doing the most, all this and that, it's your fault. Be proper parents. You can listen to your children too. Be understanding they are children. You got this authority of a father, but you got to understand they are children. You was a child once too. Again, it's about self-reflection. When you was a child, I'm pretty sure it was times when you wish like, dang, your parents is provoking you by doing unnecessary things that they don't have to do. And you know how that made you feel. So think about how you're making your child feel when you're provoking them. By cursing them out. By disrespecting them. By embarrassing them in front of for all the world to see. That's provoking your child. You should never do that. Because you don't know how you're making them feel. And they're going to grow up resenting you and hating you. And guess what? It's your own fault. Next scripture. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. And if anyone does not... And this is going to go into authority and responsibility at the same time. And if anyone does not provide for his own... Keyword, his own. And especially for those of his household. He has denied the belief and is worse than an unbeliever. So you can know all the scriptures you want. You can be doing every single law in the book properly, all that. But if you don't provide for your own family, you're worse than an unbeliever. You might as well not keep the laws. You might as well not because you ain't getting into no kingdom. You don't even provide for your own family. If you can't take a care of what's in the physical realm, you got no business stepping into the spiritual realm. Take care of your business, man. Next scripture, and this is the last one. Second Thessalonians, um, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, <laughs> Thessalonians, chapter three, verses ten through twelve. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this: if anyone does not wish to work, neither let him eat. For we hear of some among you walking disorderly, out of order, not working at not working at all. But are busybodies. Men should never be busybodies. That's not masculine. You're supposed to be doing something. Have a purpose. A purpose in doing something. Have some type of ambition towards something. 
Don't be one of the men that's always home playing games and doing nothing with your life. You don't work, you don't eat, man. But we command and urge such through our master, Yahushua HaMashiach, to settle down, work, and eat their own bread. Get to work, gentlemen. And that's all I got to say about this. Okay, so you men out there, I hope that these scriptures touch you. I hope that it really touch you because we do not have a lot of time left. We do not. The end is very near. I know you guys notice with the banks collapsing. I know you guys notice with people trying their best to get out of the Americas. The food that's drying up, these businesses that's billion out, we do not have a lot of time left. So, the best you can do is find solutions on getting closer to Yah. And following those Torahs, those commandments, it's the key step in doing so. Anything outside of the commandments, anything outside of the Torah, don't matter. Yah is not going to hold you for things that don't make sense to him. What makes sense to him is you following his commandments, following his Torah, and following his son. If you can't do those three, forget about it. It don't matter what contributions you don't gave, donations you don't gave, babies you saved from a burning building. If you ain't following up with Torah, if your prayers ain't following up with Torah, then everything you do is a abomination. You have to prepare. Men be men. Don't worry about the extra titles of alpha male, beta male, sigma male, things of nature. Just be a man. I'm just a regular man. Don't hold titles to whatever male you are. You're a fucking man. A man take care of his business. His business is his family. His business is his Torah. And his business is Yah. That's it. That's a man. Being lazy, you're not a man. Complaining, you're not a man. Finding excuses, you're not a man. Literally, those, those voices in your head that tells you to do this tomorrow. Oh, don't worry about it. You ain't got to put that much effort into it. You ain't got to do this too much. You ain't got to do that too much. That's going to bring you down. The Mashiach did his job 200%. To the best of his abilities, to death did him so. You need to do the same. You got to give him 200%. If you can't give him 200%, you better not give less than 100%. Because we're the reason why we're in this mess to begin with. 
any damn way. So it better be 100% and up to the best of your ability. You have a wife, if some of you do. You have wives, if some of you do. So if you get tired, she's there to comfort you. She's there to give you the pat on the back. She's there to massage you. She's there to uplift you back up. She's there to tell you she got you. Just go on back out there and keep knocking them dead. And then she's the only one doing so or she's the only one doing so? Don't worry about it because you may have brothers and most of women do the same thing. The idea is to always have a family. It's not just your kids, your wife, your wives. It's also your brothers. They're there too. You're a man, not a superhero. You have limitations. You have a flesh. You're not an angel. And even angels got brothers. So, team up with good brothers. Not just people you call brothers because they posted a good couple of scriptures on a goddamn interweb. I'm talking about brothers you cried with. You broke bread with. You shared funds with. Ideas with. Private conversations with. You visit with. Those are real brothers. When you are able to do that with the next man, then that is your brother. The fact that you can call him, he can come to your aid. The fact that whenever he needs something, you're willing to help, he's willing to help. That's literally a, a fucking brother. The Mashiach had 12 brothers. Even though two to my knowledge may have turned their back on him, he still had the other who was still willing to do so. Who was still willing to be by his side. Even after death. So you're never alone. A family is people who's willing to look out for you. To help you. To give you ideas. If you can't have a business with at least one of the friends that you're with, you need to get rid of them. You don't even have to have a business with them. Share business ideas, business ventures, business plans. They got one business, you have another business. You should be able to team up and create something with each other. Collaborate. If you can't create a business plan with any of the friends that you have, then they're not they're not for you. They're not your friends. They're not your brothers. They ain't gonna be there when you get shot. They ain't gonna be there when you need blood. They're not gonna they're not going to be there. If you can't make a business decision with these people, if you cannot call them when they need your help and things of that nature, they ain't gonna work. I actually got that my I got that advice from a sister. I was going through a homeless situation and things of that nature. And I was talking to her and things of that nature, and then she told me, Well, can't you go to like any one of your friends to like, you know, help out, stay the night or whatever? And I was like, nah, that I, I can't really, you know, don't really got like that. And then she was just like, Well, you might need to get some new friends then. If they can't support you in your time of need, then who are they? Who are they if they can't support you in your time of need? If I have a brother in the next state over, and he says, Zeke, I'm down on my luck. I only have a few dollars in my pocket, but I need somewhere to crash like a few days. Can I please stay by you? And I know that brother wholeheartedly. He's staying over. I'm a perfect, I'm a nice place. My wife gonna help him figure out what can he do next, and then we just gonna go forward from there. 
you're not supposed to let your brother fall like that. Even if it is falling like that, and he asks for your help, you gotta find some type of way to help him out. That's literally what we're there for. Back in the biblical times when brothers were homeless and they needed a place to stay, the man in the community will go to him, give him cattle, give him seeds, give him food, and help build him a home. And then he was set. All he had to do was just maintain from there. We've lost that type of honor and respect because everyone is selfish. Everyone wants to wants a lustful desire to get what they want to get. And I understand why. The American society is built off of selfishness. People rob each other. People steal. They lie. They can't be honest and say their fucking life. But the few that can and is y'all fearing, you need to talk to them. You need to pray and make sure that person's who they say they are and work with them. Because in this life, shit is going to get worse. And if you are not teamed up with somebody now, you better get the team in soon. If you're friends with somebody now and they're on good cause with you, make them your best friend into your family. Because we ain't got a lot of time left. Is there anything you brothers would like to say? We must change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you, brother, because um, it's a lot harder to find people that won't uh, stab you in the back when times getting tough. So, uh, especially gotta look out for those that that try to claim that they won't stab you in the back and will. So those also the snakes in the grass you gotta look out for. So, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I think that's what I guess you could say. I feel that because I have been burnt times in the past. So it is kind of hard to actually trust and actually depend on somebody when you try to build yourself to where it's just me. You know what I mean? Um, so. Definitely something to go to y'all about. Um, and and if anything, uh, just have faith, you know, pray and stuff like that. But sometimes just having a conversation with people will let you know everything you ought, you ought to know. Um, that's what I do at times. Um, when I meet people, sometimes I just like to just throw things out there, kind of like as... I guess you could say testing, just to see. All right, well, just let me see where they at mentally. Because like, if you tell them, oh well, man, I think there's another shutdown coming. Nah, man, I don't see it. Oh, that's strike one. No, stop. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know I mean, but it's like it's it's good to just put that out there, like just to see. Even even fellas that that are single. Um, and I can speak for that myself. Even with the women you meet today, you know, I tend to just put things out there as well. Um, not to be on, like, the type of time of, oh, well, I'm a wife, her, or her. No, it's, it's more like we can just sit down and have a conversation. You know what I mean? And and in, to the point where if I'm talking to you and bringing these topics up, I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, he's attacking me. He doesn't believe in this, da, 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 this, this, and that. No, it's just, I'm just telling you where I feel and how I, and I stand on it as a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
some people are just so triggered to just conversations where they can't have those serious conversations. And usually when you look at those type of people, you want to stay as far away from them as possible because when shit hits the fan and they're in your circle, they're going to be the first ones to rat you out. You know what I mean? So it's important to have that report with people, seriously, because as you said, time is winding up, seriously. And we're either going to be with y'all or we're not. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. It's just you either put up or shut up. That's it. Like, I don't know why people think, oh, well, it's going to go right back to normal. And I'm like, are you serious? What's normal? You know what I mean? Like, we're in a time now, there's no such thing as normal. I mean, they they obviously doing different things. They already doing the, the shit with the drones and stuff like that. What, what's normal? You know, this... <laughs> like, seriously, it's going to be a time where shit is going to get wild. Like, people are going to be on some purge-like shit. Like, and it's not going to be... Oh, you can see it happening in Ohio. No, nigga, it's going to be in your back door. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like we got to be mindful of that. And when we team up with the right people, you know, and having, depending on y'all, to actually give you that discernment to be like, all right, well, Father, just put the right people in my path. And he'll do that for you anyway. You know, he... He won't he won't do that to his people. His people always find a way to meet with the right ones, no matter what. But it's all in his timing. Some people are just rushing. Like, look, don't be in a rush to be somebody friend. Seriously, y'all. That look. Take it slow. Like, seriously, don't don't be in a rush. And even dating. Take it slow. Seriously. If if it's meant to be, trust me, it will happen. It will happen. Yes, we know things is going to collapse and stuff like that. But don't worry about it. The people who don't like you, just shake the dust from your feet and keep it going. You know, they did the same thing with with the Most High Son. He spoke different things and he spoke nothing but truth. And they hated him. And I'm sorry to say this, but it was his own people that hated him even more. You know what I mean? So it's nothing new under the sun. We got our own people with this crabs in the bucket mentality. You know, you see a brother going up and you want to tear him down, you know, and people don't think that there's something wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with that. And then they talk about we need to come together. We can't come together with shit mentality like that. You know, like that's not going to work. You know, so definitely have to have y'all in our lives to refine us, to get out of that slavery mentality and actually want to grow and and be the kings that we are, be the queens that our women are. And that's all I'm going to say on that. All right. To close the show, I have here a scripture on Timothy 2, chapter 4. Verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read this. And this is a closer. This is for you guys to think on. In the sight of Yahuwah. In the Adon. Yahuwah HaMashiach. 
And for those of you who want to know, I am reading out of Hallelujah Scriptures. I honestly prefer this over the King James Version. Pretty sure you guys have your own prophets. I'm not saying that this is better. I'm just saying I understand this a whole lot more than King James. In the sight of Yahuwah, the Adon, the Adon, Yahushua HaMashiach, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his reign, I earnestly charge you, proclaim the world, be urgent in season, out of season, reprove warm appeal with all patience and teaching. For there shall be a time when they shall not bear sound teaching, but according to their own desires, they shall heap up for themselves teachers tickling the air, and they shall indeed turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to myths. But you be sober in all suffering hardships. Do the work. Do the work of an evangelist. Accomplish your service completely. Your service completely. For I am ready being poured out. And the time of my departure has arrived. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have guarded the belief. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, brothers. This is Man of